Steve, we're back. I thought it would be no. part of your responsibility as a retired Marine. Oh, you mean looking for the, the missing F-35? Nah, I had a couple of A-10s roar overhead at 500 feet on training missions the other day, but no, no F-35s. I wish that thing would have landed in my backyard. I'd have scrapped it out and sold it to China. <laughs> I know that part. The scrap metal alone would probably be it's not worth the trip. No, they'd come scrap to me. Metal. They'd come to me. I go but on did, X and let everybody know I had it. It's so funny. I saw this when on the 17th when they put it out. And I learned about it through Twitter. Well, X now. And I actually pulled it up here because I wanted to talk about this, which is also interesting, by the way, considering mm -hmm. we talked tourism and Thunder in the Valley happened. And then we talked the national defense last week. Right. And then this happens. So yeah. this is from the Joint Base in Charleston with the Marine Corps wing out of Buford, South Carolina. We're working with the MCAS Buford to locate an F-35 that was involved in a mishap this afternoon. The pilot ejected safely. If you have any information that may help us recover our teams, locate our recovery teams, locate the F-35, please call the Base Defense Operations Center at 843-963-3600. I've seen better written advertisements for lost dogs. Yeah. yeah. Just hashtag lost our shit. So. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> They're getting roasted for that. Oh, of course. Because of course. it's just so poorly. And I understand that stuff happens and mishaps. And, and, and well, this is, that's my, first, language to me is very important. Mm -hmm. And and you've known me long enough. And people who listen will hear that I will take a moment to figure out how I want to try to best phrase something. Because language to me is very, very important. This is not a mishap. No. No, not at all. If you well, if the pilot had spilled his coffee on his uniform while reading the briefing, mishap. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with mishap on that. Stub your toe heading out on the tarmac. Mishap. Lose a fighter jet. A $1 billion fighter jet. Not a mishap. Yeah, not, no, no, no. Well, your fear of robots. I don't have a fear of robots. I just don't trust them. Well, you know, between that and AI and everything. Oh, we're going to go down that path today. Let's huh? go down that path. Because I, okay. think, I think you need to work out these emotional angsts that you have. Right, about well, technology well let me okay before we start that let's set some ground rules here in the marine corps we had a saying okay never be afraid of anything you can either shoot or kill no i'm sorry think about never be afraid of anything you can kill or shut off so i do not fear robots because i can kill them all day or i can shut them off either way i win so there's no fear of robots i just don't trust them I'm going to ask you, is there a resident elderly person? Whoa. Wow. Talk about a shot across the bow. All right. Hey, I'm not a resident. I'm, 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 I'm 
You're the millennial. I'm the I'm the boomer. Got it. You just not even boomer. close. I think what? I think you know more because because of your kids, you probably know more young stuff than I do. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, what are you going to ask? You me? have to remember, you spend time with young people. I spend time with your kids and your yeah. grandkids. Yeah. I spend time with you. It's the, just to quote Will, Will Smith from iRobot, it's the damn robots. I told you about that bloody robot up in uh, Martins, yep. up in Altoona, the damn thing. In fact, I was, talking to, I was talking to one of our listeners today, and I mentioned that robot. And she said, I've been there a lot. I've never seen it. I said, that's because it's not after you. I said, it knows I'm on to it. The damn thing's stalking me. It's trying to shank me like I'm in prison. Because every time I turn around, I, I said, I got my, my, my spider senses go off. They get all tingly. I turn around and there's that damn robot slipping up on me. So it's the so it knows I'm onto it. So. And you're still maintaining it's just not because you spill stuff a lot. I don't spill anything. Okay. Never once when that thing has been coming up on me have I been in any aisle where there's a spill. Not once. And all the times I've been in there. Maybe it's using AI to predict that you're going to spill something. Maybe it's using AI because it, it knows that I'm onto it and it wants to shank me. That's what's going on. Did you follow, Steve, or did you see anything to hear what Canada's talking about doing, about regu uh, registering and regulating um, under the guise of modernization of the framework in Canada for broadcast about registration of online streaming services and media distribution like podcasts? Yeah, Canada wants to, you know, Canada's taking the next step to suppress the freedom of speech and is going after podcasts now because this is basically a reference you made last week to pirate radio, which I don't know what if people know what pirate radio is or anything, but it's, you know, once again, it's a an invasion of privacy and a suppression of people's rights to say what they want to say, whether you agree with it or not. Yep. So, yep. Well, yeah, and, and, and right now they're saying doing this and saying this under the guise of, well, it's big companies. It's co companies that, that are making or, or shows that are making $10 million or, or are receiving government funding and that sort of thing. Uh -huh. have, have, I'm going to defer to you from an age perspective, Steve, on this one. Have you ever, yes, seen, the a government, have you ever so, seen a government program stop at one time? Uh, let's see. Um let me think hard about this. Uh, that would be no, no, and no. In my sixty-plus years, and you have to remember, I was around when the Department of Education was formed in 1979, and it was supposed to be to help standardize education across the nation. And it's, and, it, it's not going to. It's one of those and, things yeah. that to me feels like, oh, geez, here we go. And I think yeah. it's hysterical from the standpoint of how quickly things changed because one of the key things that made at least not only did i think the first iteration of this show when we decided to do it just because i thought you and i think you and i thought it was a good idea mm -hmm. but also the idea that i loved is by doing a show like this you and i were exempt from most of the COVID restrictions because podcasting was labeled media and we were allowed to when it at the height of the draconian 
rules. Lock lockdown. Lockdown. Yeah. We could do whatever we want because we were media. Yep. And they yeah. loved that because the message was going to get out. And then the messengers said, "Wait a minute, this doesn't make sense." <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah. no, 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 no. Everyone, no, no, right. no. Right. Yeah. And and is calling the bullshit flag, throwing the bullshit flag on this one. Frank Burns. <laughs> Okay, there, I know two Frank Burns. I know Frank Burns, the attorney, and I know Frank Burns, the politician. Politician. The politician. Well, you, represents for, the city of Johnstown. <laughs> good for, well, you know what? Good, good for you, the honorable Mr. Frank Burns. Good. Okay. How, and, and did that go over like a uh, turd floating in a punch bowl? Oh, we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to that okay. one in a second. <laughs> okay. Um, This is from Frank Burns's PA house site. So on his official district page, not campaign uh -huh. page or anything, this is letter sent to DCED secretary ahead of Thursday's visit to Johnstown. Um, uh, Frank Burns has sent a letter saying um, such celebration is premature. Dear Secretary Singer, I digested with great interest the recent announcement that you will bestow DCED's inaugural Secretary's Award for Ex Municipal Excellence in Johnstown, hosting a ceremonial luncheon November 30th, the Holiday Inn, to celebrate a city on the rise. As the state representative whose district includes Johnstown, my definition of municipal excellence must be based on far different criteria than what you and your department team has used to make this determination. <laughs> Anyone who has followed the news for the past year is aware of the depth and breadth of the serious problems plaguing Johnstown, and it, and it is way premature to say there has been municipal excellence in terms of serious and effective efforts to solve them. For your professional enlightenment, I'm attaching a copy of the recent federal um, recast grant proposal that offers this assessment of the municipal excellence in Johnstown. So he's actually using a quote from the grant the city put in um for something i think it may have been the park money yeah well I like, sure. yeah i like the term for your professional enlightenment yeah it's basically he very politely just called him a dipshit yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> so here's here's the this is this is his quotes from their grant johnstown the poorest city in pennsylvania has reached a peak of community trauma in the past 24 months as a massive transfer of extremely low-income transient public housing residents and families have sought safe and affordable housing in Johnstown public housing complexes, which has an overabundance of public housing units available. This has caused the Cambridge County and Johnstown public health, social services, education, and law enforcement systems to become to the point come to the point of collapse and has brought a genuine humanitarian crisis to the small rural community. This is take it back. This is not the park grant. Now I recognize the language. This is the grant to try to um, redo public housing. Okay. The community trauma has not been has not borne the transient family is not borne by the transient families alone, but the entire community as a public schools are disrupted, public health workers quit from uh, from compassion and other fatigue, leaving these systems under capacity. Violent crime makes people afraid to go downtown, and stable families flee the community for good. This is Johnstown writing this. By the way, this isn't. Oh, this is from their grant proposal. Huh. Violent crime makes people afraid to go downtown, and stable families flee the community for good. 
Making matters worse, a recent spike in violent murders has linked to the, has been linked to the transient population with 15 homicides in Cambria County from 2021 to 2022 alone, a 66% increase over the pre-COVID 2018-2019 period. Um, looking to see the other good ones here. 20% of the city's population lives in affordable housing units based on a 2.2 unit person per average. 2.1 is the national population average. So the city's at 20%. The national average is two. Poverty rate of Johnstown is 38.7%, more than three times Pennsylvania's 12.8% rate. 44% of households receive food stamps more than triple the 13% state and 12% national rates. That's not sour grapes from Frank Burns or two podcasters or, or anyone else out there in the Facebook land or whatever else they're on. That is from the, the city itself. Basically the, the Johnstown city fathers writing that going after a grant. That's from that's from the people who actually manipulate and run the city of Johnstown. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Um, instead of addressing these issues, this is now Frank Burns's letter. Instead of okay. addressing these issues, Johnstown officials recently made the decision to spend six million to eight million dollars of federal COVID nineteen rescue plan funds to completely reconstruct Central Park. This money could have gone to solidify a grocery store downtown, build a new police station, or tear down 650 abandoned homes. Unless there is real documented progress on these and many other issues, a feel-good, air quote, in quotes, feel-good award from your office amounts to nothing more than a participation trophy, as Johnstown <laughs> needs way more than a plaque on the wall to fix deep-rooted problems. Oh, man. I bet you Mr. Burns pissed off quite a few people. He's not done. Oh, oh, okay. After your window dressing celebration of Johnstown, a community where government, nonprofits, businesses, and residents are driving the momentum for transformative change is over, I welcome the opportunity to meet with you and your executive team to seriously discuss and formulate real plans to address these problems. Mm. Mm. Well, good on you, buddy. <clears throat> um, you asked a question when I was finishing up reading there. The, what was the result? Well, I am sure that there was. This was to the consternation of many of the entrenched uh, power brokers that work there. How did, how did that go over? From Representative Frank Burns' official government Facebook page. Two days ago, uh, so this was posted. I'm reading it today on the seventh. This was posted five days ago. So do the math. So yeah. Yeah, so about the beginning of the month. Two days ago, Vision 2025s purchased a $5,160 full-page advertisement in the Tribune Democrat praising this award. Some people might consider that payment for an insightful editorial. The Tribune wrote an editorial bashing Frank Burns oh. after the advertisement. Uh-huh. Some people might consider that payment for this insightful editorial. Truth. Everything in my letter D D to DCED Secretary Sigger is explaining Johnstown's problems is word for word from the grant application submitted by fellow Vision 2025 board member. Facts. The city spent all the money in Central Park and refuses to tell the truth while continuing to deceive the public. 
No one's forcing the city to spend $6 million in Central Park. Council chose to spend taxpayers' money redoing Central Park instead of other pressing needs. The park project is not part of the raise grant. The park project is not the city's portion of the grant. There is no match. Taxpayer money spent on the park could still be spent for a police station, help a grocery store move in, or any other need, but council would have to change their decision and go against Vision 2025. Fun fact about the priorities. With the money they spent on the full-page advertisement, Vision 2025 could have sponsored 35, 34 disadvantaged kids to go shopping with the cop for Christmas, provide 198 local kids a year's worth of books to the Dolly Parton Imagination Library, or bought 130 children coats to keep them warm this winter. <laughs> oh, I like Frank. I do too. Good for him. Huh. Um, what a load of crap from the state. I'm Matt at Geistown Borough, where at the end of October, as we approach the final weekend before November, the four days before Christmas music starts, it's 80 flipping degrees. Mother Nature, I hate your guts. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm Steve in Bedford County, uh, southern part of Bedford County, and uh, we're all down here wondering that if this global warming is really going to happen, and it's really supposed to come down the pike, why is everybody, all these elitists, buying beachfront property? Didn't work out for the Soviet Union. Hey, look at Cuba, Venezuela, every other place that went socialist slash communist. It does not work. So, so... Our, our crack journalist in Johnstown didn't bother to trace down. How long did it take you to figure this one out? Yeah. 15 minutes. 15, yeah, 15 whole minutes. And I was eating lunch doing it. Yeah, so if you had a 45-minute deadline to write the article, you could have spent 15 minutes researching it. You still had 30 minutes to write a 500-word article. See, being, being my age, as soon as you say somebody, workers, party, all that translates to me in my brain. The trigger for that is communism. Because that's how I grew up with in the 60s and 70s. So worker, people's party, workers, people, people's workers, all that crap. As soon as you say people's and workers, you're talking communism.